1: Listen up, you thumb-sucking rugrats. It's time for Must Have Seen TV, the podcast dedicated to the sitcoms of the 20th century from I Love Lucid and News Radio. I'm your TV guide, Brett White, and I'm also a reporter-producer for Decider.com. This is part 21 or so of the quarantine era, which means that it's just going to be unfiltered conversation. You're not going to hear any theme songs or any clips from the episode, because you know what? Editing sucks, and I'm already at my limit in quarantine, so if you think I'm going to spend a lot of time editing episodes think again is that (laughs) is that a horrible admission for your host to make listen we're four months five months six months into this you know my mental state at this point this week the tv guide is joined by the tv guidance counselor himself ken reed hello ken
0: how's it going
1: (laughs) yeah it's going great how are you doing how is your quarantine going (laughs)
0: It's, I, I often joke that I've been practicing for this for a couple of decades. So, um, you know, n- not too bad. I have a very comfortable, uh, house, but you know, my mental health isn't great, but because oh, no, the world yeah. is on fire. Yeah. But, uh, I, I have been editing more in lockdown.
1: Yeah. It's, it's just weird, like, for some reason, it makes sense in my head that I'm like, I have so much more time and I don't want to spend it on episodes for some reason. I don't know. I've kind of just like assumed that reader or listeners aren't going to, uh, read too much into it. fair enough uh, but i will say like the editing of the episodes was always a um, nightmare that kept me from doing it and so when i when quarantine happened i was like you know what just getting the episodes done easiest no matter what is the most of utmost importance in these trying times mm-hmm. and so i just tried to remove all of the mental barriers uh to entry that would even just even uh stop me from editing at all so yeah fair enough uh, uh, well how many well your podcast talk about your podcast because it is uh a sister kin of this yes. in a way um <laughs> yeah. uh tv Guide, tv guidance counselor i'm the tv guide that's very we're i'm verging on copyright infringement there i don't well i guess actually tv guide uh has the copyright that's true Are they but still? you know tv Guide's still around right yeah
0: yeah they're actually they split into three companies they TV, split yeah. into tv guide network tv guide channel uh, i mean tv guide channel tvguide.com and the tv guide magazine they're all separate companies now but the the magazine's still around although i don't know why
1: no, well, isn't also TV Line is part of? The, is that also part of the TV? They guide? sold that off. Oh, okay. I don't think it's, secret, part, it's still of part of CBS or
0: Viacom or something. Yeah, kind. yeah, like, yeah. Like, it's a weird. weird. Yeah, there, so there's still Pop TV is TV Guide.
1: Oh, so
0: Pop TV used to be the TV Guide channel, which was literally the just scrolling, the scrolling.
1: <laughs> yeah, and then
0: they started doing original programming that they would have up at the top of the screen, and then eventually they just became an original programming channel and became Pop T V. So they're around.
1: I love those when I when I tell people they're like, yeah, Spike used to be the Nashville network. Yeah. (laughs) Like that 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 trajectory is just so wild. From the network that gave you shotgun red, which is one of my most deep cut Southern references or, uh,
0: dance club. Oh, Do you remember wait, that no. show? They had? Oh my God. Dance club was an early show on the Nashville network. And it was essentially if you took MTV's the grind or <laughs> club MTV, but put it in like a country Western dancing and just had it be weird old people.
1: That's what my, both of sets of my grandparents would just watch nothing but the National Network when I was with them, because that's where you, you get the good old gospel singing groups every night. The old D. Oh, the Gaithers and the Gatlins and the whatevers. <laughs> um, but basically, this is what TV Guidance Counselor is. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Essentially. Uh, yeah. Tell people tell people about your your podcast journey.
0: <laughs> so I have more or less every issue of TV Guide Magazine. Uh, somebody comes on and they pick an old issue. They go through and they pick what they would watch that week in history. And then we talk about it. We go through night by night. Is is at the the simplest version of the show, uh, which is just kind of an excuse to talk about whatever in television, and I've done five hundred episodes. <laughs> um That's with people so i have no much. business talking to which is uh kind of exciting um you know i've had ted dancing on and Holy elvira shit. and uh the band the damned and um <laughs> i just did an episode with jello biafra and, uh, <laughs> do you also have a
1: talent booker that you're paying very well or just, is this, me. This is just, all just me it's just like yeah. sliding into in- dms or whatever
0: <laughs> pretty much or like people i know from stand-up or bands and uh yeah like jane seymour on oh my <laughs> um, god yeah uh, that's... bonnie Hunt is one of my heroes i just did <sighs> episodes with frank whaley and scott valentine oh, of uh, family ties and um next week is uh I did dibby sweeney joe brand yeah there's been some weird ones
1: yeah dive into the archives and find recently you had dave holmes on who yeah Friend of the pot. I had him on. Uh, we talked about uh, Cheers, the Boys in the Bar last year. It's a good one. Uh, for sort of my pride month where I do a gay episode and I always have a. It was great to have Dave on. So yeah, I love that episode. Dave Holmes is a perfect kind of guest for that kind of show.
0: Yeah, Dave is great. <laughs> and I just did one with Jake Vogelnest as well, who's oh, yeah. another friend of Dave's. Yeah,
1: yeah see? So everyone get, in, get into it. Uh, your TV Guy collection is very inspirational. Mine is, I have like seven eight um, that's probably
0: more than most normal yeah, people need
1: i mean i do i do have this heart to heart one on my coffee table at all times
0: <laughs> i actually have that one like in a stack right here because i was just scanning it for somebody oh
1: it's a great cover it's also my um it's also my iphone uh screensaver wallpaper right now as well is that because i'm on a big heart-to-heart kick as listeners understand god that show is fully wild listeners go back and listen to my heart-to-heart episode where i forced ethan k to watch a whole episode and then we talked the
0: one with the with the dog food that's made out of people no
1: no i want them doing that one at some point that one's so good people people like they get drunk off dog food it's like a hyper addictive dog food that has (laughs) and so they all get Get addicted to it. It's really great. We watched the one. It's a psychic episode from season one that involves both Jennifer going undercover as a psychic and Jonathan going undercover as an old private eye.
0: Very convincingly.
1: I I just I love I love that show. That show was just like rich people wilding out, just going nuts. I love it. Vigilante justice screwing things up left and right with no consequences. Just great and just looking looking gorgeous the entire time. Spared no expense, but. This week on Must Have Seen TV, we'll be traveling to November 6, 1980, Private Benjamin ruled the box office, Woman in Love by Barbara Streisand topped the charts, and ABC aired the It's a Living episode, The Intruder. Can you must have seen The Intruder before today. Absolutely. I've seen
0: every episode of the show. Uh, I actually really enjoyed the show in both in both of its iterations.
1: Yeah, that is. So like I had I mean, a real talk. I don't think I'd ever actually heard of this show until I did the legendary gaze of sitcom history episode about Dick Clare um, last month mm-hmm. m- or back in June. Uh Co-creator of Mama's Family, It's a Living, The Facts of Life through a very bizarre back door, like kind of accidentally co-created The Facts of Life. Yeah. Um, but, and his story is fully wild. His whole, like, he's the reason you can get legally cryogenically frozen in California is because of Dick Claire. Like, of course. Good. Uh, so that is this, It's a Living is his creation. And it wasn't until I did that episode that I saw, oh no, he also did this other show that ran for, is it six seasons total?
0: uh yeah six but but sort of with a gap in the middle
1: like a three-year gap like a yeah. really long gap that's yeah but it's it's it is one of those shows similar to so mama's family was also like this it's a living yep. was like this what what were the other ones that started out that uh, went to... uh
0: one day uh, not one day at a time um too close for comfort was like that yeah, charles yeah, you... in charge oh right yeah. um I'm, i don't know why my dog's barking i apologize uh <laughs> charles in charge and um it technically Baywatch as well was like that it started on nbc they, Yeah, aired on a network for a season, maybe, or It's a a Living was technically three seasons on a network, Um, and then went into first-run syndication after that, Yeah, Yeah. as opposed to a show like Out of This World, which was always in first-run syndication um or like the new gidget which was always a first-run syndication
1: <laughs> yeah no network's gonna bid a lot of money on just the new gadget. they're like no that's gonna be nah. network by network it's nah. station by station no thank you uh so i did not know that this even existed and so i noticed that it was streaming on i think tubi a couple months ago <laughs> and so i was like sure i'll watch the first episode and it was good and now it's on uh amazon prime video for yep Honestly, who knows how long their IMDb TV selections just rotate out very fast and furiously. There's so. some
0: good stuff on there, like Sponsor oh, yeah. for Hire is on there. Like yeah. There's some good stuff on IMDb TV. I mean,
1: my heart-to-heart origin comes from it being <laughs> on IMDb TV a couple months ago, uh, and then it, then they took it away, and I had to buy the whole series on DVD. Had to. Well, now you have it forever. I, yeah, now I have Well, wait, what is your relationship with TV on DVD?
0: So uh, I used to have a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I've tried to purge most of my DVDs, uh, if not all, uh, and there are a few movies that I need on physical media, just in case I, for whatever reason, like I'm going to need these 10 movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a few shows that I just will never get rid of. They're either not streaming or I just need them all the time. So like I have the entire series of Kate and Alley on DVD, uh, adventures of Pete and Pete.
1: Yep. Yeah.
0: Parker Lewis can't lose, uh, Baywatch nights season two.
1: We're season uh, one. <laughs>
0: Oh, you don't need season one. Season two, the is, show was retooled. That's where it goes so to X-Files, so, right? Where yeah, it starts oh, getting like werewolves like, and shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Misfits of Science, which I have from Germany, and then a couple of British shows. So <sighs> there's like a few that I just hang on to. But for the most part, you can get almost everything. uh Streaming, so I've just yeah. for convenience wise, I've I've kept them.
1: I've started to do that with basically like to fill holes because like Taxi and Odd Couple are streaming in a bunch of places, but only sixty percent of the episodes. Yeah, and, it and randomly, yeah, and it isn't even like the easy thing of like, well, they have the first three seasons. It's like no, yeah. no, no, they have like ten from season one, twenty from yep. season two, and it's very frustrating. Brady Bunch is also like that. Like I have that. Barney on. Miller's
0: like that. Yeah, Barney yeah. Miller, I have that box set because season two and three are streaming, but the rest aren't.
1: So it's very um, frustrating, but like every time a new streaming service is announced, literally the only thing I care about is what old shows is it going to have? Same. So yeah. when Peacock launched and it had Munsters, I was holding out because I was like, I need, to, I need the monsters. But I was like, yeah. it's going to be on Peacock. I don't need to buy it on iTunes just yet. <laughs> like I can hold out. Uh, but It's a Living is now All only the first two seasons are on Amazon. So I don't know if there's a weird like rights issue with the syndication version. There's
0: also on um, what's the other program? Um, Not to be
1: Pluto. Pluto TV does Pluto Pluto have it?
0: Maybe it's Pluto. One of the other ones has seasons three, four, and
1: five. Oh, okay. Let me find um, that because
0: I found those recently. It's the one that also has all the seasons of Facts of Life.
1: Oh, man. Crackle? <laughs> no, it's not crackle. It's all like weird Sony shit.
0: I just downloaded it because it has also all the episodes of the Joan Rivers show, the talk show from the nineties. Oh my god! So there's one with Little Richard as the guest with Jackie Collins, like just crazy <laughs> stuff. And they have all these Heraldo episodes. I'll have to look it up. I, I downloaded it recently. I forget what it was, this, but they have. It's a living. This is more. Series.
1: This is more stuff for me to annoy my husband with for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah, my yeah. god, that sounds amazing. So. Uh, so i I recommend people getting into it's a living and you know what we're probably going to introduce a lot of people to it's a living through this episode although i will say if you uh have cable and just have logo it's a living is on rotation on logo where they you know run shows for 12 hour blocks because that's how cable is nowadays yeah which i didn't have cable for like 10 years and then when i got it again i was like what the fuck has happened to cable (laughs)
0: oh yeah it's it's there yeah it's just marathon things yeah
1: it's so frustrating yeah. going back to the glory days when it's like there was an actual schedule of shit and well
0: it's um, narrow casting now yeah so now it's just, just like, like yeah.
1: they're trying to do this like weird like best of both worlds of like i don't know it's annoying to me but that's because i am uh an old man
0: it's annoying to me, too, but I'm also an old man. Yeah,
1: this is I've uh, come to terms with this, but whatever. This yeah. week on Must Have Seen TV, we'll be talking about the It's a Living episode, The Intruder. It is the second episode of season one, and it was written by Wally Dalton and Shelly Zellman and directed by, at this point, a Must Have Seen TV all-star, Joel Zwick, who I feel like has yep. directed 20 or plus episodes that I've talked about. Here is how Prime Video describes the episode... Despite reports of a cat burglar roaming her neighborhood, Lois invites Jan to stay at her home while her husband and children are away, but those plans take an even bigger turn when Vicky, Cassie, and Dot insists on turning it into a pajama party, of which, of course, is crashed by the cat burglar. Ken, how accurate is that description? (laughs)
0: That is a shockingly accurate (laughs) description because normally the descriptions don't manage to really capture the subtleties of these things. Well,
1: and also I would I would I would venture into saying that is too much of a description. (laughs) I think that gets it sort of
0: ruins it. Uh, And I I do want to mention that the the first episode, the pilot, which I won't get too much into because I know it's not the one we looked at, but is a really good pilot. Yeah. And it it manages to be Silly, but also kind of heavy as well. Like it has, uh, some stuff in it that's like not quite very special episode, but it's sort of real talk. And the relationship between the women is, is very well done and realistic. And, and, uh, it's sort of a, a surprise.
1: Yeah. I think so. I wrote a, The bigger overarching note for this episode is that. How like sitcom premise of a sitcom doesn't matter. What matters is character and performance. And what is wild to me is that an episode, the episode two of the show, they are in the restaurant for maybe three minutes yeah, (laughs) and then they just get out. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so the, they all work at a restaurant together at the top of the Bonaventure Hotel in Los Angeles, which I've been to many times. Oh. And I've actually stayed in the Bonaventure because of this show. <laughs> uh, and there's there's photos somewhere where I'm recreating the opening credits on that bridge. Oh, man. They uh, walk across and riding in that same elevator. So uh, I've also been to the restaurant. It's a revolving restaurant in real life, and it doesn't look like it does in the show, but um, it, it's also – here's a little tip if you visit los angeles if the world doesn't die uh it's a revolving restaurant and you can go get like a coffee for like five bucks and it's the best view of la 360 degrees super high and it revolves and it's so it's well worth it.
1: it yeah the restaurant itself so like this is 1980 so i wrote down that it's kind of like a high class hooters hotel restaurant because, like, the the waitresses are, like, supposed to be... You know, there's cleavage going on. Like, They're
0: wearing, like, weird, like, St. Polly girl French maid outfits.
1: Yeah, in the first episode, are they wearing, like, the red like spandexy tops like in the opening yes. credits they're all wearing like more hootersy looking things and in this one they're like yeah. french matey looking things and yeah. it's all like cheap rayon party city looking like it's not yeah
0: chokers yeah it's yeah.
1: real weird so it's a it's a weird vibe the the opening of the show uh so yeah it has all the the hotel the scenic shots of the women like Life's the French Riviera. It is the I wrote It, it is the most show-toony opening. Like it is just yeah. like we are here. We're, putting on, me. Yeah. we're putting on a show.
0: <laughs> Very like Gold Diggers of nineteen thirty-three yeah, Broadway. It's, yeah, it's
1: really just getting into it. And there is a weird. This show exists in a kind of a weird bubble between late seventies slapsticky hijinks, you know, your threes company sitcoms, and the eighties uh issue driven you know it's an episode of family ties but there are no laughs to be had when you're talking right. about alcoholism you know like hey it, my name is alex yeah it kind of it it's a living like <clears throat> exists in this line especially like this episode it, it there's it's kind of a farce like they the characters are big they're having fun but it's also like really well acted and patient so it, it's got a, it's got yeah. some unique vibe
0: it's an interesting mix of characters. Yeah, this show exists in what I call the Beige Age, mm-hmm. which is about 1978 to 1983, where it was not quite the 80s, even though it technically was, and it yeah. was still kind of the 70s. So it, it has that sort of rattan vibe of some things. Yeah. But it's an interesting mix of characters that are sort of cliche, but also not. And the thing that I really like about this is that it's it's a workplace sitcom sort of like how Taxi's a workplace sitcom. Yeah. In that you have people of all walks of life who are working in a place that is is nobody's intended career. Yeah, they're not happy.
1: Yeah, I always remember that. I feel like TV TV um, Nick at Night would use that one clip from Taxi over and over again in commercials for Taxi, where Alex is like. He's an actor. He's a boxer. He's a whatever me. I'm a taxi driver because that like yeah. one line is always stuck in my head. But that's also that's it. That's the show. That's tax. Yeah.
0: It's and, people doing a thing that they what it's not what they really do, even and though I, it is.
1: Yeah. And I really like that. I also noted like this episode is a cast of <laughs> so five women as the waitresses. And they also have like a woman who's the boss who's not in this episode mm-hmm. that much. But like. Even amongst the five waitresses, there is an intergenerational friendship going on. And usually shows with all women casts, they're all the same age. They're all either like in their 20s together, in their 60s together, or it's a mother-daughter thing. Whereas this is more like they span the range of like 20 to like... Late 30s, and you know,
0: and at different places in their life, like there's two young single girls, one who was a virgin, there's uh, like a late 20s, like, like a feminist, uh, horny girl, yeah, there's (laughs) a divorced mom who's going back to school, there's just a married house mother, yeah, you know, it's
1: it's a it's an interesting mix. It's it's watching this, it really struck me like, oh, I it's hard for me to think of shows where. A 21 year old woman and a 39 year old woman are coworkers and friends or like our peers and hanging out. Like that doesn't happen as much. I, I, it's,
0: but I mean, as someone who's friend. worked in restaurants a lot,
1: uh, that's totally yeah, accurate. <laughs> that's the vibe. And now that, uh, the older I get and I'm like, oh yeah, all of our interns are 23. And then our mm-hmm. new employees are also 13, 14 years younger than me and they are adults in the workforce. And that is. Passage of time is a cool, cruel, yeah, cruel thing. It's weird. So, yeah. The, yeah. So the, the very brief, um, restaurant scene we get at the beginning is just kind of like just a nor- normal day in the restaurant. It's almost like they needed to get, um, the other series regulars. They just had to get them some lines because yeah, they knew they're, they're not them. going to sleep over. Yeah. So there isn't really that much there. There's a really good nancy is the boss right yeah. yeah
0: she's super bitchy she's like the yeah.
1: like the like the uh b arthur kind of character she's great she's like i wrote down that she's a total shade queen like she oh, yeah. she's really good <laughs> and she stays with the show the whole run yes. right yes okay that's the other yeah. thing when i was watching this trying to note like which of the characters that are leaving and honestly i'm bummed by the characters that don't come back
0: yeah i mean uh Angelian doesn't come back i believe she, well she, she was for is some in a
1: little bit of the third season or something right, right. so yeah and yeah. then
0: um and then yeah it, but they're replaced with pretty good actors although it was a sad to see wendy shaw not come back mm-hmm. uh who kind of went on to bigger and better things uh, she's one of joe dante's favorite actresses yeah. she showed up and uh most people know her from the burbs she's like the sexy one um but she's in a lot of joe dante stuff um and she's really funny, but is also kind of a superfluous character because they sort of have two dumb,
1: innocent characters. Yeah. And when I was trying to write down, I was trying to keep all the characters straight. And so I wrote down like, so, okay. Uh, Gail Edwards plays dot who yep. uh, listeners will recognize her as Vicky from full house. Yes. Danny Tanner's uh, long-term girlfriend. Um, she, her character I wrote down is more um, young. She's like the young one. And uh, she's
0: like Midwestern.
1: Yes. And then there's Jan, who's played by Barry Youngfellow, who this is the only thing she ever really did from what I yeah. saw on IMDb.
0: She's a stage actor, really. Okay.
1: So she was uh, not being recorded. She was. Right. Bring, and I wrote down that she is more like earthy. Like she's like just really uh, salt of the she's, earth. <laughs> like, she's
0: the single mother who's yeah. like going back to school and, you know, just waiting tables to kind of like better herself.
1: And then there's Cassie who's played by Angellian who was a child actress. Uh she started on Hazel, did like episodes of, like Leave it to Beaver and stuff
0: oh yeah she's from cambridge massachusetts she's from oh. boston yeah she was a big uh song and dance person as well was in a ton of the bob hope specials oh, wow. like, people might know her from mr mom she was also yep. in a uh one of the best worst sitcoms of all time jennifer slept here
1: yeah i read about that a, a gender flipped a ghost of mrs muir <laughs> like yep. okay cool she,
0: she also is one of the few people to have written and starred in a tv movie about herself
1: yeah and she won a golden globe for it i saw because mm-hmm. she yep. so so she like was diagnosed with breast cancer in the 80s and like became a very serious cat like cancer advocate um which i guess is also like after it's a living like kind of in between though so you know she was doing good things um yep. and she plays cassie who's like basically the sassy snarkier blanche Devereux is kind of the vibe like she's like yeah. a younger fiercer like feisty
0: Mixed a little bit with Jill Polnicek, like she has like a kind of a street vibe, like she'll kick your ass. You know? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. She's a she's a tough, she's a she's a tough dame. Um, and then we have the two that don't stick out through the rest of the series, which are uh, Susan Sullivan plays Lois, and Susan Sullivan is the only person in this cast who is still doing regular, like, on television work today. She's an icon. She is the Jessica Walter before Jessica Walter did rest of it, like, Her on Dharma and Greg, she plays Greg's mother, and I love that performance.
0: She was on Falcon Crest, I think. She did a lot of, yeah. And she's beautiful. Like, she's a stunning, like, middle-aged woman.
1: She's, and she's just like, and I wrote on classy. Like, her word that I have was just like, she's classy. Like, she's just, uh, great. And she was, she's most recently, uh, on the Kaminsky method. So she's still, like, out there doing shit.
0: Yeah, and um, her, her not quite her character, but the the slot her character was in was replaced by Linda Lavin.
1: Okay. That which is sense. a
0: little bit on the nose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you have an Alice be in the restaurant show. Yeah, geez, she getting typecast there. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and then lastly is uh Wendy Shaw who played Vicky, who was the other young uh Perky is what I said she was more. She was more perky and Dot was more innocent. I don't like they're very similar. Yeah.
0: It's sort of like yeah, they sort of split Chrissy from Three's Company into two people.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And so she's become more of a voice actress as well. Like you mentioned all the Joe Dante movies, and she also does the voices on like American Dad and is still doing mm-hmm. that today. So like, yeah, she's, she's very wor- funny working. She's working. Um, So, yeah. The The intro scene basically sets up like, you know, it's episode two. We got to remind everyone they work in a restaurant. You're not going to see the restaurant much in this episode, but trust me, it's still there. Uh, object permanence, viewers, come on. Um, and Lois is basically like my husband and her husband and kids are out of town. She's kind of nervous because there's been they a lot of camping. There's a lot of burglars and stuff in the neighborhood. And does she offer, does Jan offer to come over or does she It's ask? already established it's already that established Jan she's already doing it.
0: Yeah, but yeah. Jan's coming over, which is a pretty common thing. Like, yeah. oh, I'll come, you know, cuz they're of the same age. Like yeah. they're the two that are like kind of peers. And also contextually, this is a show that is oddly Specifically set in Los Angeles, which a lot of sitcoms weren't even if they were shot there, but they're like, We're telling you this is Los Angeles, yeah. And it was shot at the time when the Night Stalker was happening, holy shit! And a lot of the weird late 70s, uh, early 80s LA sort of home invasion serial killer stuff was happening. So it's great for sitcoms, (laughs) yeah. It's a little bit ripped for the headlines. There's also a punky Brewster about the Night Stalker, which is weird, but uh, even though that's Chicago, but yeah, so so it was. it has that kind of weird, uh, a little bit of a weird air about it. For that,
1: yeah. And as soon as Dot and I'm already just going to keep looking at my notes. Dot and Vicky find out they're like sleepover slumber party. Let's get into it. Uh, I like is it Lois says like we spend a third of our lives together, and yep. then one of them says like but not in pajamas. That's right. <laughs> Which at this point I was just like a sleepover sounds real fucking fun right now. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm,
0: more than more than
1: one person who doesn't live in your house. Oh my god. Just I'm even just like I wish. I could, if my husband didn't have such a bad back, I'd be like, let's just, like, set up a fort in my office oh, yeah. and, like, watch the old television. Sleep bags. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Just to do anything no, it. to yeah. break the uh, hell monotony that we're all in. Yeah. hey Uh And then they basically, like, agree to it pretty quickly. Like, there isn't a lot of like negotiating back and forth it's established they're coming over they then immediately invite cassie who's like i actually have a date date but yeah why thanks. would i do that <laughs> why would yeah. I go there um, and then we are immediately in the sleepover scene like it's act one scene two let's just go let's get it going and then it's a bottle episode yeah they never leave that bedroom which i did know i understand i guess um budget wise why they did not build a separate living room and bedroom set Because it is kind of weird that the sleepover, they're all just hanging out in her bedroom the entire night.
0: And it's a set. They only use that one episode.
1: Yeah. So. So, so yeah, there's no they they, they save some money in this one. Yeah. For 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 the big uh, special effects extravaganza that I'm sure is episode three.
0: Right. and they save some money by using the same exact pattern on the wall and all of the furniture in the room
1: <laughs> we just got a whole lot of this fabric this yellow <laughs> flower fabric just put it just on everything literally everything it's a uh, not a lot of interior designers working on this set of it no. so I um i really like that dot says like Basically, like, they are wanting to do all the sleepover things. She goes to Lois. She's like, I just really want to redo your hair. You would look so yes. good with the pigtails just sticking out the side of your head. And then Lois said something like,
0: she goes, I don't, I've lived my <laughs> life in a manner to never have anything sticking out of my head, <laughs>
1: which is really good. But like the, what I love, and I talked about this a lot in, well, literally every episode, but, uh, in the cheers episode from last week, um, there is a manner with it with which performers can deliver jokes where they feel natural and earned, and like the way Susan Sil Susan Sullivan delivers that line, it's not the kind that you would see on like a modern Netflix multicam show It'd be like, I've tried to live my entire life without having anything sticking out of my head. You know? Yeah,
0: it's very it's very uh downplayed.
1: Yeah. And that is how you do this. Like, that's how you do a multicam sitcom, is you get like actual actors that want to be in the character and like for episode two, all these people seem to really know who they are.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, and and they they in the pilot they're like that. Yeah. It's it's very strong cast of um of of I mean the actors they're all very strong like they're good actors like a lot of them are stage actors yeah and they have very specific personas and they it, it's it feels like a show that's been on for a couple seasons already.
1: I know this is a really strong episode for being an episode two. Like, it's really, yeah, really strong. There's a there's a really funny moment where Dot, like, goes to use the bathroom and then she comes back in and she's like, I just saw him on the roof or something. And And then, like, Lois goes and she says something like it was a tree. And then Vicky's first response was, did it have a gun?
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's. I, I think. I. I really do think the writing in in the, this episode and in the pilot and this whole season is is pretty on par
1: with something like Golden Girls. Yeah. Well, they have a producer in common because Bob Younger Witt was producer on both shows. Yeah. Yeah. I just. I know that. I keep seeing that name every time I watch every show i watch. I don't know, so <laughs> and and
0: it's although there are male characters to your point there's Paul uh Cripple uh plays the p- piano player. He's not really in this episode but he's he's pretty much a regular and uh the chef is is a regular in the show. But it's mostly an all female cast and i can't think of a sitcom before this that had this large of an all female cast or this portion of females in the cast. No. Uh
1: i mean like mary Taylor moore mostly had parody the entire time like it was like three and three usually yeah or there was or i think there were like season four there was a period where it was like betty white Cloris leachman valerie harper like if they did for like a hot second have like all the powerhouses yeah. but like yeah it is it's it is unlike a lot of shows of that era and like that's why golden girls was so revolutionary and that's also why they were uh, annoyed at designing women even though Designing Women is nothing like Golden Girls, I and I, to be honest, I prefer Designing Women. Oh, okay, we'll fight, we'll fight over this. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying, uh, uh, um,
0: I love Delta Burke and Annie Potts and Gene Smart. Come on,
1: but which is which is really better, uh, Women of the House or Golden Palace?
0: <laughs> oh, oh, they're real bad. They're real, They're both real bad. Yeah. Um, oh man. I might give it to Golden Palace just because of Don Cheadle. Don Cheadle's in
1: that. But then um, Jonathan Banks is in Women of the House playing That's a true. developmentally slow individual. But very well. God, it's such a... Uh, it's Women a of the House show. is streaming on Prime Video. If people is. they want to watch it. It is.
0: Yeah. <laughs> as is Hearts of Fire, the follow-up series. Yeah, there's
1: a lot of very weird two, three season wonder shows. Like, Love and War is on, like, Tubi or something. But none of the ones I want. No.
0: Like, I want just the Ten of Us. I want Parker Lewis. (laughs) You know, I
1: want some of the Obscure Fox stuff. I want Boston Common. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) God, that's bad. if, If you would just give me a, like, all must must see tv b-sides network the service spot of just like veronica's closet union square single like single guy that would just rock my world i would love it caroline <laughs> in the city which is on cbs all access okay yeah it's it's good it's it's a fine show it's fine i swear it probably is um <laughs> they gave bill daily work late in his life so yeah i will
0: douglas is good on the single guy yeah You know,
1: everyone's every show's got got blessings and curses. Um, this is when they then hear that there's someone downstairs. They like this is they all go to bed. Yeah, at this point, separate rooms. Yeah, they all go to the separate rooms. We don't see the separate rooms. Oh, we should do. We mention Angelian shows up. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, Jillian pops in because her date went horribly.
0: Yeah. She's like, Adam, drop me off here because there's 20 more minutes to my house. And I was like, nope.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and she pops in right after Dot is telling a story about like a slumber party that she heard about when she was a kid. Where, where everybody al- got murdered. <laughs> where everybody got murdered. And then Jillian just walks in. Cassie walks in. they all scream. We're uh, in a pretty <laughs> exciting pantsuit. Oh, yeah, it's really like good. Like a jump, like a romper. Yeah, it's a good, like, good romper actor. Also, her hair is very, like, um... Dorothy Hamill. I-, I was gonna say, uh, was it Cherie from The Runaways? Like, the lead singer of The Runaways? Oh, it's yeah, kinda, it's a little cherie She's yeah. Like, that kind of, like, shag blonde <laughs> yeah. thing going on. Uh, so when they all decide to go to bed, they then hear someone downstairs. And they all start, like, of course, having the panic. They all run into the room again. Uh, they're like, who's gonna go downstairs and check? and
0: i will say as someone who's watched a lot of sitcoms they play with your expectations here because normally you would expect it to be a misunderstanding so mm-hmm. you would expect it to be the cat or her husband comes home early yeah both of which are things the other uh, characters suggest yeah. yeah
1: it's just your husband he actually came home he's just down there like making a sandwich yeah. um and then when cassie Comes back up and they're like, "So what? It was his, hu- it was her husband, right?" And she's like, "Does he wear a ski mask?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is really good. Like that on it. That honestly, at that point, we know we're in uncharted territory as far as yeah, sitcoms go.
0: That is, that is, that's a nice curveball.
1: Yeah. Usually, the we have to go down and check comes at the very end of the episode so that the reveal can be it was the mom, a la, la la. or like yeah, you after know, they
0: like tie him up and put a bucket yeah. on his head. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And this is like, no, there is actual menace and danger afoot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I just wrote at this point that Cassie is good. I don't know what really made me write that, but I was like her performance, the way that she delivers all of her like withering remarks, it's really solid. She, The thing
0: that's great about her is she does them in a way that's not like, look at the camera, say no, the line. Yeah. She, it's very natural, mm-hmm. which is really hard to do with that like sarcastic – um you know above it all character
1: yeah and again i will always harp on this like just hire better actors for the current multi-cam sitcoms Jeez, yeah. well you don't need
0: to because people love it regardless of how garbage it is yeah.
1: well yeah these kids don't have discerning taste uh, and here i am watching every episode of mr iglesias for some reason uh, <laughs> i watched all of no good nick <laughs> i it's
0: mean and jillian would have been great on all of those
1: yes and jillian should have been nick i no good nick she could play she, a 14 year old in the year 2019 she, she could have played all the parts on mom yeah <laughs> so this is when there's this really good like they're all like who took any um self-defense classes etc cetera, etc cetera. and then is it cassie that says like all you have to do is just kick them in their place of business and that's when yeah. vicky screams but they can't get a job that's why they rob people <laughs> yeah. which Funny joke. Really fun. That's a really fucking good joke.
0: (laughs) And Cassie's also playing it like in a. She her character doesn't change. Normally they would be like, oh, now the tough girl's like terrified and all girly, but she's still kind of like, yeah, whatever. Kick his ass.
1: Yeah, just kick his ass. She's honestly just like, I want to go to bed i'm going to bed alone tonight which is not what i had in mind this sucks but like just fucking get this over with people (laughs) like it's really great and also i will say it is also hard for people to play that level of detached and not and still be engaged in the scene and not take you out of the show yeah Yeah. because she's really she's she's great and um, you
0: believe that she's friends with them too, which normally that character you're like, why is this person even hanging around with them? She hates them, but she doesn't. It doesn't come across like that.
1: Yeah, they all have such a really good ease. They all feel really like coworkers, which I, you know, they also work coworkers in real life because they're on a job about a job, but for two <laughs> for two weeks. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, and then and then only like a couple weeks more because this show didn't it didn't last long on 13 episodes. The network. 13
0: episodes of first season and then the second and third season um for longer. And then it went into the syndication.
1: Uh but you know, uh better days. There's I just keep a weird look, looking back at the 80s just like just take me back.
0: There's a weird thing too where <laughs> the second season was called Making a Living.
1: Yeah, what the hell? Like why why would so, you do
0: because you there was a writer's strike that was uh there was an impending writer's strike ah. and it, they were trying to pull some pull some pull a fast one where you can technically have it be a new show if it has a different title and then you don't have to you don't, you're not you're not the, the writers you had can't It's like a weird loophole they were going for.
1: Oh, wow. That is truly, yeah. Cause, it, and then when it comes back to syndication, like, yes, yeah, it's, it's a living. Sorry for yeah. tricking y'all at one point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, then. They realize he's coming upstairs. So they hear him. Yeah. He's on the way. Uh, and then they all... I do like... They go from a plan of like... Just put the comforter up against the door. Like try to barricade it or whatever I guess is the plan yeah. was. Or make it
0: quiet um, so he doesn't know we're in here. And
1: then they immediately jump to hide. Just hide. Just go. Yeah. <laughs> and they all scatter. Except Susan Sullivan Lois grabs like a book. Like a big thick... Yeah. Some tome. Turns off the light. Gets behind the door. Clocks him on the head. As soon as he walks oh, yeah. in. He's... Pop. And then they all jump on him and then these are the kind of scenes that I feel like as actors have to be so much fun to play just everyone just dogpile on this one person and just freak out like your kids it's great yeah,
0: and shove them in the closet
1: yeah they shove them in the closet they realize this door actually locks and it's really it's a really good it's rare that a sitcom gets a fight scene Um, sitcom fight scenes I'm thinking of the step-by-step episode where Sasha Mitchell just wanted to use more kickboxing skills inexplicably yep. I'm Which... also
0: thinking of the <laughs> second part of the Punky Brewster Fenster Hall series where TK Carter has a knife fight with uh, James LaGrosse <laughs> as a character called Blade oh and uh, TK Carter utters the phrase, you could take the money, but you can't take TC, <laughs> who's one of the kids and he wraps a, a bandana around his hand and they're having a whole knife fight like and beat it.
1: Oh my God. Just fully wild. <laughs> yeah. Well, also like so family matters would get into like because they had the cop angle they would get into some serious this episode we're taking on a local gang that just trashed rachel's restaurant and urkel's gonna go undercover in a sting operation and it's like this show started as a lovely family sitcom between an elevator operator and her cop husband
0: (laughs) and now there's time travel and and cloning
1: and jeez that show is yeah the First Family Matters episode I did with the podcast was a series finale, which is where Urkel goes to space. Yeah. Oh yeah. God. That show went off. That's so why you don't let a side
0: character take over a show? No. It always ruins the show. I can't think of one scenario where it made the show better.
1: Ah, uh, no. No. And no. I can't. <laughs>
0: and it's they're just, great characters, and a little goes a long way. A little goes a long this, yeah.
1: You don't want you don't want DJ
0: on good times, Urkel. I mean, um, yeah,
1: Latka didn't really do that. Although they did let Andy Kaufman just do whatever he wanted towards the and, end. And those are the weakest episodes. Yeah, it's just like, okay, this week he's like a cowboy. Cool, sure. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they get him in the closet, locked him up, and he starts like pleading in a really like he's <laughs> what is it like? I got four hundred kids at home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like he's not even trying really. <laughs> he's using all the lamest excuses. The cops come. Cassie ends up like hitting on one of the cops, yeah, which is a keeping yeah. in character. She's like, "I'll walk you to the door and they're like, "Okay, yeah, yeah and Harry they and all Julian? They all pile into bed, yeah, say one they're good bed. one bed because they're all scared. yep. it's a good thing she has that king bed.
0: That's right. Which I wonder how much of that was like a little something for the dads.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> so I did. So in doing research for this episode, I did find an article from. So this is episode two. So all the articles about it from November 80s, 80, 80 are all about it being a new show. And one of the things I saw was about ABC's, like ABC's, uh, new plan with sitcoms is like filth sex comms or smut coms. Yeah, because of this, and also, like, I think Three's Company was still going on at the time, or like, they yeah. were really trying to lean into it, and it's so wild to me that just like, this is just a show about mostly single women It and happened it's, to be women, yeah, and, and, like, even like, their pajamas
0: guess, in this no. are, are very, very, very conservative Oh
1: god, no, like, there, there are gowns, there is an oversized t-shirt, there'd be yeah. like, no one, it's like a, it's not a naughty 90s runway no. special or nothing no. so, <laughs> it's weird that this show at the time, and I guess so I guess what the restaurant they work at is more does do their uniforms at the restaurant stay that peculiar throughout the They r- get
0: bustier. Like <laughs> okay. actually, no no lie, once they go into syndication, they add chokers and they all have huge cleave. Oh my, like yeah. they really sex it up on the later episodes. Like Crystal Bernard looks really uncomfortable.
1: Oh yeah, that is the wild Yeah, I forgot that Crystal Bernard, this was her pre wings yes. jam.
0: Post the master. Yeah, pre-wings. see? <laughs> Somewhere over there, I have Crystal Bernard's Christian album signed to
1: me. Oh my god, it's, it's real bad. I, I, I could imagine. I've still not done wings on this uh, podcast, but this is the second week in a row that I've talked around wings. So wings, I heads, love wings. I love we'll wings. It. It, wings yeah. is. Wait, I just love Wings' reputation amongst other NBC execs at the time. And that top of the rock oral history book where they all just yeah. the running theme was just shitting on Wings. But it's great. It's like,
0: like I've had Steven Webber on, and Steven's so funny. Yeah. And uh um David um uh, uh, what's his name? The guy oh, who Shram? was, yeah, who just died of COVID this year. Um, uh, oh, yeah. David Shrem is so hilarious. It's such a weird sitcom character that you would never get on any sitcom. <laughs> yeah, uh, and it's just it's a weird mix. Even Crystal Bernard's great on it. Oh yeah, Amy, no, Amy, i mean lo- Amy Yazbek oh, is great.
1: It's a really good show. I mean, it has Superman on it. Tim Daly's on yeah. that show. Like you know. Yeah voice of superman um but yeah so like that is basically the end of the episode where cassie comes back in and she's like i'm just gonna sleep on the chair yeah which that's that's a pain
0: <laughs> oh yeah i mean when i was in bands people did that i actually have a bit on one of my albums about a, a friend of mine a comic who was showing us around his apartment and there there's no bed in his bedroom Ugh. and i was like what where's your bed and he goes oh it's okay i sleep in a chair and like a i'm like no th- that you should never say it's okay followed by i sleep in a chair like that's not a normal thing <laughs> um yeah you never sleep in a chair like willingly no. which shows that Angeline's character like wants to be in the same room with them yeah but keeping her distance
1: yeah she's like i'm gonna give you an inch you're not gonna get a mile yet yeah but maybe yeah. in a couple of weeks after we know each other a little more yeah. Uh, so are you ready for some must-have facts about this episode? I am. Boom, boom. Here's a cool fact. A
0: crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on
1: LinkedIn.com people today. Um, so this episode of TV was not in, uh, it was not in the top, the show itself was not in the top 30 for its overall season. But it was 26 the week it, uh, this episode aired, so it rated 26 out of like four. I think there was like 45 shows that aired, which is
0: decent. It must have had like a pretty good lead in.
1: Yeah, it um the the write up of it was and a solid start for it's a living with 26 for the week. Um, the top five shows this week were number five was Alice, number four was the Friday at 8 p.m. episode of Dallas. Number three was the Jeffersons. Number two was the Friday at nine PM episode of Dallas. And number one was the Sunday episode of Dallas.
0: Yeah, this is the height. This is we're talking this who is shot JR. Literally era. who
1: shot JR. Like I yeah. I did I like looked, I was like, oh yeah, that's why. Is yeah. this is literally they are coming back from the summer of Who Shot Jr.? So one wow. of the biggest TV stunts ever. I also like so dramas do not hold a place in my heart because Nick and I didn't rerun dramas right wait was white shadow a drama white shadow was, was a drama hour, so yeah well,
0: it was sort of a dramedy it was along the lines of like james at 15
1: okay but it wasn't it wasn't an hour or half hour it was an hour okay yeah so i never i never fucked with i never fucked with white nick, shadow growing up
0: nick at night did love boat which had dramatic elements uh sometimes yeah. they did. and i think for a short time i feel like they did falcon crest
1: i feel like after once my nick at night days ended in the late 90s uh they might have gone more into like actually showing like even tv land didn't well they tv land got into the westerns which i yeah would always turn on the tv in the morning be like oh it's the westerns just get get on to green acres and pettico junction please
0: (laughs) the best thing the best thing they ever did and then like after this i think it was nick at night not tv land was one of them uh i believe it was new year's eve 1999 and they did on new year's eve a marathon of all last episodes. Oh. And then on New Year's Day, all first episodes.
1: That's great.
0: And it was great. And then it started to kind of go downhill after
1: that. Yeah. Well, once once shows that I remember watching growing up go on Nick at Night, then I'm like, this is... Sad, but also, hey, it's the passage of time. Uh, oh, yeah. But like, because that, I don't, I've never watched Dallas. I've never watched, like, those shows did not get rerun. I guess because they're also an hour, so they take up twice as much of the schedule. Yeah. So like, you know, um. I do. And they were expensive. They're expensive yeah. to run in syndication. Oh, and also Dallas was still running well into my childhood. Like that show in the 90s. 91, 90s, 90, like it ran. So, yeah. <laughs> so it wasn't gonna pop up there anytime soon. Um so yeah, I've never gotten into those, even though you can stream I think Knott's landing and, I think you can stream, in Dallas. And yeah, I think you can stream them on Prime or IMDB or
0: Yeah, and I mean Dallas something. had that that continuation reboot a couple yeah. of years ago.
1: Yeah, so I should You know, I'm watching all this genie stuff. I should also watch Larry Hagman's other role, the role that he (laughs) actually enjoyed. Yeah. (laughs) What a man. Um, But, uh... Yeah, so like Heart to Heart is my first foray into vintage vintage dramas, which you have to say drama very loosely. <laughs> yeah, that
0: is that is a, a very loose drama. Uh, oh, That's book. a drama like Knight Riders, a drama.
1: Yeah. Oh God, it makes me just cackle uh, so much. It's just the most ridiculous show in the world. Um, but yeah, I would kind of like to watch the whole Who Shot Jr. I do respect the show coming back and then not even answering it until episode four of the season.
0: Yeah. And well, then undoing it all two seasons later.
1: Yeah, right. The Patrick Duffy thing, the, the yeah. shower moment. It's all
0: a dream. Well, how, I, how, many, how many seasons were a dream? like, like twos- the first like seasons two through six or something Jesus crazy Christ. like that you can't yeah. do that you can't i do mean that. it's not saying elsewhere bad but it's pretty bad
1: you know saying elsewhere just completely just like dropped a nuclear bomb into all yeah. of pop culture <laughs> yeah. just like roseanne
0: just like the roseanne finale i
1: that shit so when Roseanne came back, I had to for work actually try to untangle all of that, and it just got down to the point of like, and I'm a comic book person, like yeah. I can explain Psylocke and Cable's origins. back Oh in my yeah, hand. that's
0: that's like Crisis times ten.
1: But you get to the like, Roseanne's continuity, especially when you factor in the reboot, where it's like they're pretending that didn't didn't happen. But also Jackie now doesn't have a son for some reason, even though that kid was born midway through the run. Yeah. Uh, also, Darlene's kids are like way younger than they should be. It's just like nothing. <laughs> There's no reality anymore, man. <laughs> I hate that shit. Um, the ABC Thursday lineup that this aired as part of was pretty iconic. I don't know. Mark and Mindy, followed yep. by Bosom Buddies, which also debuted this year. Uh, and was only two seasons. Yeah. Barney Miller. It's a living. And then 2020. I'm going to say Barney Miller is the odd man out in this lineup
0: yeah and they were the oldest show in that lineup yeah. they were you know started in 74 i think um barney miller's a show that i have on physical media as well because it's i love it um but yeah that show like this lineup is more akin to tuesday nights like three's company three's a crowd yeah uh that kind of thing rather than the thursday but you know pretty solid
1: i mean i i would i would tune into that entire night uh it's also when i when i realized that the brady bunch and the odd couple were in the same abc lineup and I was like, I cannot think of two shows that are more on the opposite end of the entertainment spectrum than The Odd Couple and The Brady Bunch. But like, yeah, sure. Just throw them together.
0: <laughs> they wouldn't. I mean, they wouldn't. Uh they hadn't really figured out how to program nights yet No, in yeah. a way that was all, you know, we're appealing to the same people, which if you think about it makes sense because they're like, we don't want the same people all night. We want to pull in a larger group of people. So, you know, we're going to, going to uh, try and appeal to a, a bunch of different kinds of people.
1: Yeah. And I think like even things with like, so like the kids are awake and they're watching Mork and Mindy, then maybe the younger kids are then going to bed by the time Barney Miller and it's a living. Come on is also maybe the kind of, vibe that we're especially if you're not living in central time where that shit's on earlier, uh, you're living in Eastern or Pacific. Um, but also, so this also debuted. So bosom buddies and Morgan and mini didn't come back until like a week after it's a live this, this specific episode aired. It was actually like some specials and stuff beforehand. So I didn't get into those. Um, so I don't know this, this episode actually didn't have a solid lead in, I guess, but it still did. Still did well in the ratings, uh, on IMDB 21, (laughs) <laughs> it's a living fans rated this episode an 8.1 do you agree with that should it be higher lower right on the money for, a, for I a, it's it a that. li- that's that's right on the money i'd yeah. say yeah I'm going to give it an 8.1. And also, let's get some more voters for It's a Living, people. Get on there. I mean,
0: you could handicap it a little bit for being so early in the series to get it a little higher. Because, again, I'm so impressed with how fully formed this show is. Yeah. Normally a show, even like a beloved show, the first few episodes, you're like, the characters don't feel quite like we remember them. Or they're kind of, you know, this is like just solid.
1: Yeah, and it is even... More interesting knowing that like half of the cast isn't gonna be there in a little while either. Right. It's also like, oh right. like it feels But
0: fun. that's kinda keeping with a restaurant.
1: <laughs> yeah, that is true. Uh they shouldn't be there for six years. <laughs> they no. should be there for a year uh max. Um yeah. who had the must see performance of this episode? And Jillian. Yeah, I was gonna say that as well she's great yeah and she's I think awesome it, it also shows that like, of all of them well so her and susan sullivan had the most i think extensive acting tv acting credits before this show because susan mm-hmm. sullivan did like a world apart in another world like she was doing soap operas i guess before this mm-hmm. um so and it, it shows it shows that angelian and also angelian gets like a um she gets an and angelian as cassie like she gets that yeah. people people know they're showing up for her
0: People knew her from those Bob Bob Newhart specials, like she was huge in those yeah, um and she was also one of the last she was sort of a dying breed of like the i do I do drama, I also sing and dance and do cabaret shows yeah. and like just the whole the get, whole uh, thing
1: like more the Linda that. Carter, the Linda yeah.
0: Carter thing you know
1: more of that. I want shows where everyone's got to sing and dance as well <laughs> We have like Meyer Rudolph, I think that's the only person we have now uh, Oh. <laughs> Ah, genius. um must other people see this episode of television.
0: I think so. I mean it's not it's not like a I would not be like you haven't seen it. It's, not, it's, it's <laughs>
1: not like Chuckles bites the dust or nothing. But yeah, like... <laughs> but
0: I mean if you're if you're looking for some comfort food TV in lockdown and something easy to watch that's good and you haven't seen it, it's streaming, it's free. There's yeah. no real reason not to.
1: I say yeah, you know, everyone uh hop onto that IMDb pro, uh, Amazon, Amazon Prime Video via IMDb TV. But that's right. It's a confusing thing.
0: Um, but you you can also access IMDb TV on like your Samsung TV or Apple uh, TV. I think that's its own app.
1: Uh, sorry, I'm going to do a special thing that I haven't done in a while. Uh, so every now and then I pull out the Great TV Sitcom Book by Rick Mitz to talk about a show that only lasted one season, which is a show that we will probably never do on this podcast because it only lasted one season. Um, pick a year between, I don't know, 1961 and 1979?
0: Uh, 77.
1: 77. Oh, I, I just realized that I usually edit out the part where I search for the listing. But um, So do you want to hear about Baby I'm Back? Carter Carter Country, Free Country, or Joe and Valerie. Joe and Valerie is the only one I haven't heard of. So let's do that. So uh, Joe and Valerie, after Saturday Night Fever became such a big movie hit, TV took the hint and started its own disco sitcom, Joe and Valerie, which did not have John Travolta. That was another show. Welcome back, Carter. But instead starred Paul Regina and Char Fontaine as two kids who fall in love at New York City Disco. They were clearly in love, but they clearly had problems, mainly because of their nutty friends. Mainly because of their nutty friends. Joe shared an apartment with the macho Frankie Berganski, Bill Byers, and simple-minded Polly Barone, David Elliott. Valerie lived at home with her divorced mom, Stella, Pat Benson, and had a man-hungry friend, Thelma Medina, Donna Ponterotto. Then, by day, Joe worked at his father, Vincent's plumbing store, Travolta worked in a hardware store, and Valerie was a clerk at a cosmetics counter. At night, they both went out dancing. So, so apparently, did the viewers. (laughs) NBC (laughs) canceled this show after only a few episodes. Oh, Joe and Valerie.
0: I wonder if that's the same year that I think it was. ABC had making it the other Saturday Night (laughs) Fever disco show that starred uh, David
1: Naughton. Oh man, just yeah, disco just took over. I think yeah. that Joe and Valerie suffered by not having disco in the title.
0: Yeah, it should be called Disco Joe and Disco Valerie. <laughs> yeah,
1: like, if that's what you're building the show, right? you say Joe and Valerie, and I'm like, are you talking about Joe and Rhoda? What's going on here? Like, that's, yeah. that's where my mind goes. Like, call the show Disco Joe. Everyone's yeah. going to watch it. Yes, exactly. Oh, poor, poor that show. Do you have yeah. any favorite one season wonder sitcoms? Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, it's um, all, all your jams
0: i married dora is up
1: there oh what is that you, one
0: i married dora starred elizabeth pena and it was uh abc 1987 and the concept of the show and juliette lewis it was one oh. of her first roles. concept of the show was widowed architect with two kids marries his housekeeper so she can stay in the country <laughs> and elizabeth pena is really funny in it and then they slowly kind of fall in love over the series but It had one of the greatest series finales ever. And so they knew the show was getting canceled, so they were able to write the finale. Oh, wow. So what happens is, you know, you have the will they, won't they, will they actually love each other kind of thing. So end of the last episode, uh, Elizabeth Pena decides she really does love him. And he's flying away on business, and she wants to tell him before he goes away. So she rushes to the airport. When she gets to the airport, he's standing there with his bags. And she goes, what happened? I thought your flight took off. And he goes, no, it was canceled. She goes, your flight got canceled. And he goes, no, our show got canceled. (laughs) And then they pull back the camera and you see the crew and the audience (laughs) and then just cut to black. That's brilliant. Uh, It was insane. Like uh, as a kid, I was like, what did I just see? What just happened? Oh,
1: my God. I would. I also give me a streaming service that's all shows that only lasted one season. Yeah, totally. Would, New Adventures of Beans Baxter is another one. I would live one, for this,
0: which was Savage Steve Holland, who did One Crazy Summer and Better Off Dead. He did a show about a teenage uh, spy, <laughs> and it's really weird. Um, yeah, there's some great stuff.
1: I'm very into. Well, I've only watched so Mary and I'm Dick and C. Spencer are my two John Aston ones that I've done on yep. this podcast because Mary was a good show for the time oh, yeah, uh, I michael mean, like, keaton's great in it and then um uh, and then i'm dick and c spencer is john's pre uh, adams family one that we did on the on the show and we're surprised at how f- really funny it was because yeah. when you're doing one of those like early 60s sitcoms it's like this could be rough yeah uh, if it's
0: not car 54 you're like it's gonna be bad it's
1: gonna, but it was like oh it was like legit but it's also from oh god the guy that did uh, get smart it was a show he did before Get yeah. smart so yeah so yeah. like of course um but only half of the first season's on dvd so yeah. lost to the sands of time um yeah i guess i mean hey i guess that's it where can people find you and all of your uh uh hot content
0: <laughs> um i'll give them my home address uh no it's um i'm at a uh, tv guidance or i can read reid the letter i k-e-n-r-e-i-d.com um and then on social media at W Reed or at tv guidance it's all that stuff new episode every week uh yeah
1: yeah and you got big big guests coming it sounds like oh yeah big, the, scott, big. the scott
0: valentine one is particularly good there's oh, some man. good stories in there yeah because he doesn't do a lot of interviews people That's... thought he was dead <laughs> he actually says that there's a story in there about harvey
1: weinstein getting knocked out hey subscribe now people (laughs) and that does it for this episode of must have seen tv thanks to guest. thanks again to my guest ken reed for dropping by talking about it's a living with me next time i'll be discussing something i don't know what yet you know what i'm rolling with it i'm figuring it out but you know what i do know what the hundredth episode is going to be and Y'all are just gonna have to wait.
0: Oh, will you tell me off Mike?
1: Yeah. Um, oh, cool. <laughs> until then, I want to hear from all of you follow must have seen TV on Twitter and Instagram, and let's talk about sitcoms. And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at, at Brett white. Uh, if you like what you've heard, rate, and review the show in Apple podcasts, cause it helps out and read the words that are right at decider.com. I can't think of anything super relevant that I've done lately, but go click on things. Thanks to Acast for hosting the podcast. Thanks to y'all for listening.